Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Saga. I'm a 35-year-plus spondy looking to bring the community closer. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Welcome to this episode of the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. I'm very excited today because about a year ago, I picked up a book after hearing this gentleman on Adam Carolla's podcast and his own podcast discuss what's called the NSNG diet. This is something that Vinny Tortorich has come up with, and we're lucky to have Vinny on the line today to talk about how it can help with possible inflammation reduction, a cleaner living, and not necessarily directed at AS, ankylosing spondylitis, but how it can help with maybe mitigating some of those, those symptoms. Vinny, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jason. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, welcome to the, the wacky, crazy world of podcasting. Um, I, I know you're just getting started. And, um, I, I, you know, I can tell you a few things about podcasting right off. A lot of people start with a lot of steam, and then they burn out in five minutes. And then other people, like uh, before mentioned, Adam Carolla, start off with a lot of steam, and they pick up steam as they go. So all the luck in the world to you. Um, so that you are around for as long as Adam Carolla. Uh, yeah, I think he's done well over 2,000 shows or something like that. I know it's amazing when you look at the episode. Well, and you yourself, Vinny, you put out three, four shows a week? Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we put out five uh, brand new shows, or five fresh shows a week. Uh, we, we've been doing it now for, I want to say, seven years, coming up on seven years maybe, and you know, we started off, it was three shows a week, and then it was four shows a week, and now we're at five shows a week. And uh, I think we're well north of 1,200 shows going into 1,300 shows. Wow. Um, I think by the end of this coming year, we'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of 14 or 1,500 shows uh, if we continue on. That's not counting what you do as guest appearances either, is it? Oh, no, those are just brand new shows that I put out. And, and you know, it, you know, it's funny, and, and we'll get into AS and, and talk a lot about that. But you know, it's interesting because you know, people, I don't think people realize the amount of work that go into you know being in a business that is on the internet. Because besides uh, the five shows per week, there are um, you know, we, you know, you have to promote those shows. You got to promote that on, on Twitter and, and, and uh, Instagram and Facebook and holding. And you can't just put up schlock. You know, people want to see brand new material all the time. So you're constantly putting new stuff out there, constantly putting little mini videos out. Uh, because of all the success of, of what we've done, I started a vitamin company. You got to put up vitamin videos. And then we started Pure Coffee Club. You have to put out little coffee videos explaining that and and then all the, the other free content that you put out, you know, I, I do free PDFs and free everything. And, you know, you look around and, and people go, well, you guys make passive income, right? When, when you go to dinner with people and they'll go, you internet guys, you just kind of set it and forget it, right? That's just that passive income. And I want to strangle people when they say that, because I, I know that personally I do between 90 and 110 hours per week of just, you know, work. Been up since early this morning. I haven't stopped yet, you know, and doing things like this is all part of it. You know, uh, it helps my brand to be on your show. It helps your brand uh, to put out fresh content. So, 
it's everyone helping everyone, but the, it never ends, you know, and it's the 800 pound gorilla that's never full. You just keep feeding it because no matter what you put out just now on the internet, now you have to put out something else because that stuff is already old, you know, and um, that, that's the deal, you know. It's interesting because yes, I'm going to put this episode out and I may not listen to it for a year or so. But that doesn't mean that I'm not working on other things tied to this episode. Um, this internet businesses, it it really does help everybody. But you're right, you're never off. Yeah, you know, it, you know, and that's the thing. You know, you do have to respond to people right away. And you're right. You know, uh, you take it. You know, back when I did, I was on Oprah back in 1993. People tried to get in touch with me after that, and. Sometimes I would find out months later, I would be somewhere and someone would go, oh, um, Oprah show guy. Uh, yeah. So I so was trying to get in touch with me. I was like, well, that, that show came out three months ago. I was like, yeah, um, call this guy. He might know the other guy that could get you in touch with the guy that wants to have you on their show. And, you know, it, it was crazy that way. Now I'll get a phone call from someone who's like, hey, I heard you on Adam Carolla. Would you like to come on my show? You know, five minutes later, and I can write back and go, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, <laughs> the world is completely different. Using Adam's show as an example, for you, that's a great platform. The listeners, if you haven't heard Vinny uh, talk with Adam on, his, on Adam's podcast, I would encourage you, just Google Vinny's name and you'll find many, many episodes with Adam. Adam's an NSNG convert, as are his two co-hosts, Gina and Bald Brian. Yeah. She's jumped on that with some amazing recipes. And so it's always great to see these different things uh, that she comes out with. That's where coming from my end, I sat there with my with the ankylosing spondylitis a year or so ago, and I hadn't put the show out yet and hadn't thought about it and said, I'm going to do this. I just don't know how. And for the listeners, I'll tell you, just do it. If you have a show idea, just do it. As I went through the people I wanted to have on, I said, okay, I'm looking at this NSNG diet and I'm saying, I know we need to get sugars out of our diet. That's a, that's a given. It wasn't until listening to you that I knew the whole story about how grains got in the diet and how that, that food pyramid was just basically stolen, basically bastardized. And everything we were taught as kids was wrong. Yeah, you, you know what's crazy about it? You know, look, and I'm no different. I grew up with eat your heart healthy grains. You know, everything was heart healthy grains. You got to get your grains. You know, what are you doing? You need your grains. And I grew up with that. We all did. You know, at some point I realized, that, and, you know, there's a lot of iterations of that. And at some point I realized that, wait a minute, we don't even need grains to, to live. You know, so, you know, and, and that was years and years ago. And it all came out of, uh, training people and, and, you know, when you're in Hollywood and, you know, as I always like to say, Hollywood doesn't care how the sausage is packed. They just need the job to get done, period. That, it, it all kind of came out of that, you know, me getting people off of brains to lose weight. And then you start seeing other benefits, you know. You know and, and I'm talking, and by the way, I'm not talking about when the internet started. I'm talking about, I, I started training people in 1981 or two. And by 19, let's call it 1991, by the time I moved to LA and I was getting people off of grains, and I, I didn't even really worry about the sugars that much as like the grains. And you would start hearing things like, hey man, uh, you know, I used to have the world's worst acid reflux, and I don't know if it's just cutting bread and pasta out, but it's completely gone away. As a matter of fact, I'm not taking my medicine anymore. 
right? And uh, you start noticing things like, you know, I'm, I, I was an ultra cyclist for a gazillion years, which means, just to put it simple to your audience, <clears throat> to be an ultra cyclist, you spend just copious amounts of time on a bike. Sometimes a training ride can go 24 hours. Of course, the next day after that kind of training, or even after a 12 or 15 hour training ride, the next day your calves and your ankles would be all swollen, right? And the general consensus is, well, no one should ride a bike for 12, 15, or 24 hours. Therefore, you have a lot of inflammation. But what I noticed whenever I would do those rides without eating any kind of grains, it cut my sugars way back. The inflammation was almost non-existent. You know, you might have been a little sore and this and that, but your legs didn't look like you had elephantitis. So, you know, the clues were all around me. And, you know, I was like, wow, can, can this be done? And it was kind of the early days of kind of asking that question. And there was no internet to go to. So everything was hit and miss. And I would try stuff and I would try to get a buddy to try to see what would happen to him because in one experiment, they're not, you know, <laughs> the choice. You want to get a bunch of people to do something to see how they react to it. And that's, this whole thing was born out of that. So for years, you know, like you said, we're told eat the grains, have a glass of orange juice for breakfast. But that's really been kind of flipped on its head where you're more like eat kind of like what we did in the past. We being, you know, our, our ancestors were have eggs, have bacon, forgo the toast. You know, you want to fry those eggs in real butter. That's fine. But don't use margarine. Don't use the fake stuff. All that came from your just day by day trial and error, uh, is, if I understand correctly. Yeah. And, you know, people will say to me. You know, hey, aren't you really close to Atkins? And isn't this kind of like paleo? And how does this fit into keto? And I always tell everyone, look, you can do any version of it. It all works fine. Uh, I always warn them. I say, look, if you're going to do keto, if you do a keto, do it with fresh food. Don't start eating all the keto bars and all that because there's nothing keto or keto about a bar. You know, most of the time they have a bunch of sugar and whatnot. So you have to be careful about that. Um, but other than that, if it's low carb and you're cutting out the sugars and grains, you're going to be fine. And as a matter of fact, you know, it's funny. I, I wrote that book that did really well, Fitness Confidential. And, you know, the term people started using the term, no sugars, no grains. And then they shortened it up on the internet to be NSNG. And then when I figured out, wait a minute, this is my thing to own. I went to the government because I was selling it on T-shirts and everything else. And they gave me a trademark for it. And people say, well, the SNG diet, I don't really see the diet out there. Where is it? And I always remind them, I don't have an SNG diet. I, if I want to be a gazillionaire, I can put one out there. But until now, I haven't. So NSNG, as I like to call it, it's just a lifestyle that anyone can do. There's nothing to buy. There's no potions or powders or bars or anything. It's very simple. You can go to my website. You can read my free downloadable PDF. And by the way, it's completely free. It's not like you get the first three pages for free and then you have to buy it. There's like 25 or 26 pages in. It's all free. Or you can buy my book if you want to spend some money. You know, but that, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, and what I really like about your website is for anybody that goes out to vinnytortorich.com, and that's V-I-N-N-I-E-T-O-R-T-O-R-I-C-H.com. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to have links to it in the show notes, but one of your pages is, what is NSG? And it's, that's really where I got into it before I bought Fitness Confidential. You had links to your podcasts, and I could go in there and say, okay, this podcast, this podcast, and this podcast, 
explain what NSG is. And I remember I was right. making a drive from Texas to Michigan, and I went in, and I, Vinny, I listened to you for about 3,000 miles, you know, and then I was That's so up. sad for you. <laughs> no, it was actually, it was very eye-opening because you don't know what to listen to, and there's all these things you hear, and I'm not trained in this. You've forgotten more than I'll ever know. I looked at this and said, what do I pick up? Now, I, I will admit some of this has been really hard because now getting rid of high fructose syrup, those are a little bit easier to to. But stuff like raw honey and, and maple syrup, man, I love those. So I've got to figure out from my own personal way and what I think many of the listeners will encounter as well is how do we best incorporate this? And as you said, from your riding, the inflammation in your legs went down. So our, if, as we look at this reducing or eliminating grains, is inflammation a, a well-known issue of being caused by grains? Yeah, it is, and we've known that for a long time. As a matter of fact, you mentioned high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> that stuff is just an abomination. Um, it's found in a lot of places where it doesn't even taste sweet. You can get like any kind of commercial, commercially available dressing, like um, uh, you know, uh, ranch or blue cheese or any of that. And you know, if, you know, people say, "Oh my God, that stuff is so amazing! I can't stop eating it. I could just drink the bottle of it. It's so good." And you wonder why, you know, how do they make this so highly addictive? And what they do is chemically, they add all this high fructose corn syrup and it, it hits this certain nerve center in your brain, this pleasure center that tells you, this is good shit, keep giving me more and more and more. So those, you know, the ones you can see is the honey or the maple syrup, but you can't really see the rest of it, right? So it's good that you identify that first. Now, for the second part of it, yeah, you need to cut out the honey and all that stuff. And I tell people the best way to do it is to kind of rip the Band-Aid off. Just go 1,000% into cutting it out. You just cut it out and do it for 30 days. I tell you, take 30 or 45 days, just cut it all out. And you might feel like a baby the first couple of days, you know, throwing tantrums going, I want my, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God, why am I even doing it? Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But if you get past that first couple of days, by the time you get to the 30th day, you're going to wonder why you ever ate any of that stuff. That's how crazy it is. But in that 30 days, while I'm cutting out the sugar or the grains, I can still for breakfast get up and have an omelet, make make eggs with vegetables and, and some cheese, and I'm good to go. Absolutely. The bacon, the sausage, there's so many good things that you can have. You just have to stay away from all the other stuff. Okay. And once people figure that out, uh, you know, Adam, going back to Adam Carolla, he, you know, he was angry because he goes, this is all the stuff I wanted for a gazillion years and I just couldn't have. I was told it was all bad for me. And then you come along and tell me it's all great for me. So, you know, <laughs> there's that thing. It's not that difficult. You know, and you, you have this AS, you know, the, this disease that no one really knows a lot about, but we do know that inflammation makes it worse, Right. Is, is that right? Very much so. You know, I remember early on, and I wrote about this woman in my book, not early on, but you know, several years ago, one of my clients was a big, um, she's uh, she's close to 60 now, but she, you know, we're talking, she was in a 40 still, and she was way into running these long-distance triathlons and the whole thing. And she would do it, and she found out that she has lupus. And she was told that the lupus was going to get worse and worse, and eventually it was going to take over her life, and so on and so forth, right? And today might be your last great day. You know, every day from now on is going to go downhill and what have you. I got her eating absolutely no grains, no sugar. She's still running triathlons, and she's turning 60 now, you know, and... 
when she goes to the doctor to get a checkup, they'll go, well, yeah, technically you still have lupus. You just have no symptoms of lupus. Now, wouldn't you think a doctor would sit around and go, hey, wait a minute. We diagnosed this woman with lupus when she was 47 years old. She's turning 60. You know, we, we thought by now she'd be in a wheelchair, yet she's flying all over the world doing triathlon. What gives? But no one, you know, because the medical community is not interested in that, so no one really wants to know the, the answer. You know, so much so they're not even asking the question. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, when, you, when you look at that, you, you start saying to yourself, okay, so what gives? Where where are we on all this, and why can't we not get this straight? Well, and I think it goes back to a, one of those cases of follow the money, and not to be too tinfoil hatish, but the medical community, for better or for worse, is tied in with the pharmaceutical companies. Chronic diseases like this are their bread and butter. They make a fortune treating us, and so if it's something where I can reduce the inflammation with food, that doesn't help their bottom line. Well, you know, we talk about that um, all the time. And I mentioned it, you know, we haven't mentioned it here, but I have a movie coming out. And, you know, in that movie, um, we, we talk about, um, you know, I have this guy, this doctor, and, you know, he's, his kid has juvenile diabetes. And the doctors are saying, well, yeah, he can eat whatever he wants. And this guy's saying, well, wait a minute, won't that, you know, won't we have to pump more insulin? And they said, yeah, but, you know, your kid can enjoy his life. You sit there and you go, how can this kid enjoy his life? Right. You know, he's pumping insulin all the time. So since this guy is also a doctor, he, he was a surgeon, he knew nothing about, he, he started cutting back on this kid's insulin because they weren't giving him as much sugar. So they didn't have to cover as much insulin. And they were able to use the slow reacting insulin. They didn't have to use all the new drugs and the whole thing. And push came to shove. And it turns out this kid is taking one third the insulin he would normally have to take. Well, think about that. If everyone started taking one third of the insulin they would normally take, can you imagine if you had a business that was bustling and then all of a sudden, you were only making one-third of what you made before. If that happened tomorrow, nobody would be happy. Exactly zero people would be happy. With that in mind, do you think it's in any drug company's best interest for this guy's kid to take to not eat a cookie? They want this kid eating cookies. And then they tried, and I, I have these people in my movie, and, and had a documentary that's going to be coming out early next year. You know, can you imagine they they they, took, they wanted to figure out if this mother needed help, like if, if she needed some mental help because she had her kid doing this. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you you skip into the doctor's office and go, hey, my kid took two-thirds less insulin because I put him on a ketogenic diet and he's thriving on this diet. And the doctor's going, uh, maybe you need to see someone because you're not stable. Could you possibly imagine that scenario? Yeah, it's the the medical community again has no vested interest in curing something through uh, the supermarket ver and, and shopping habits and eating habits. So, and for the listeners, when you go to Vinny's website, vinnytortorich.com, and this is a movie that I'm super excited. Vinny's mentioned it briefly here, but a year what is it? A year ago, I started hearing you talk about I'm doing this documentary. A year later, it's recorded and i think if i understood right from listening to you it's edited and ready to go in a few months and it's called fat tell folks a little bit about fat yeah you know it's um you know i i, I did it with uh director 
Peter Pardini, the guy already has one big giant hit out there with the documentary film, uh, the, the band Chicago. You know, it's called Chicago Now More Than Ever. And he he did that documentary. And, I, you know, before I mentioned Adam Carolla, I was, I was exiting the studio one day and Peter was coming in. He stopped me and wanted to shake my hand and said, hey, man, you changed my life. I've lost 40 pounds and this sort of thing. And I said, wow, good on you. Congratulations. And he, I watched his movie because I just wanted to watch it. And I was a big Chicago fan. And <laughs> I called him to tell him how much I loved his movie. And um, he said, hey, I've lost more weight. And I said, would you like to come in my podcast and talk about it? You know, there was no, we weren't looking to work together. You know, that's the crazy part. We were just looking to, you know, I, I wanted to have him on my show to talk about his success. Sure. Next thing I know, yeah. next thing you know, I am, I'm doing a movie with the guy. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of crazy how, how all of that worked out. It's true. I, you know, you stop at any convenience store when you're getting gas and you walk in and I don't know if there's an aisle there that doesn't contain something loaded with sugar. You see the people coming out and, and I'm guilty. I'm way overweight and, and really trying to fight that beast because you see people coming out with these huge 60 ounces or 40 ounces, whatever it is of soda. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's gotta be so much sugar in that thing. Yeah, you know, I, I'm excited to get the documentary out for that reason, too. Um, you know, because, you know, and it's not because it's my documentary. I, you know, I, I was lucky to get the top doctors from literally, in, in some cases, around the world. Uh, um, Andreas Hienfeldt uh, is from somewhere in Switzerland or somewhere like that. And you know, all these people talking you know, about the same thing. You know, I have a Harvard doctor, uh, you know, a, a medical doctor with also a PhD. And, and I have all these incredible people um, who are telling these stories about how we got it all wrong. And, and I was even able to get uh, Nina Teicholz and Gary Taubes and, you know, the, the top experts. from it's, it's a who's who's list. And the funny thing is, is that you don't have to edit anything these people are saying. It's just all there for the taking. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I was so worried that people who disagree with me would, would like come after me and go, oh, he edited these people to do everything. That One of the things I'm going to do after the movie comes out and is burning gas, I'm going to put out the whole interviews of each person, unedited, you know, with all warts and all, so that people can see that none of this stuff, and I don't think any documentarian would ever do this, but Hey, I'm not a documentarian, and I never do anything by the rules, to be honest with you. So, you know, I can just do whatever I want. And I'm just going to put it out there just to show people, look, here is, here's where we are. So we looked at NSNG, which is your, your now trademarked. It's not a diet. I hate to use that term. It's really just the proper way to eat. Exactly. It's, it's, I don't know of any other better way to explain it except that it's the proper way to eat to remove the negatives. So as we look at that, things that I do like, which hummus, you're, you're okay with that being on there, correct? Yeah, I, I have no problem with hummus. You know, it, it's a little carby, but you see, I, people think I'm completely against carbohydrates. Uh, look, uh, in, in the one case, carbohydrates are not really necessary. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's one of the three, three macronutrients that health experts and dietitians will tell you you have to have. But in fact, you, you know, if you don't eat any carbs at all, and I've proven this, and a lot of people have proven, I'm not the only one, that you can actually just cut carbs out completely 
And your body will make carbs from uh, a a little thing called gluconeogenesis uh, uh, from the protein you take in. So you don't even really need carbs uh, if you look at it. You know, so, you you know, I know you you asked me about um, hummus, but yeah, you know, hummus is neither here nor there. You can have it or not have it. And and it's fine, right? Um, you know, like, like the paleo guys would say, well, eat like your ancestors. I'm always saying, just eat like my grandparents did. You know, my grandparents, you know, all died, you know, sometime in the 90s, right? And they all grew up during the Great Depression. And for them, it was mostly meat. And, you know, you would fill out your meal with, you know, meat and vegetables. And if you really had to fill out your meal because you were poor and they were poor, they would do it with, you know, pasta or rice or something like that. So it would be chicken, vegetables, and rice, or beef, vegetables, and pasta, or something like that, some version of that. And it's funny because if you were here where I'm at in Michigan and you walked less than a fifth of a mile, you would be at the entrance to a huge sugar factory. That's the number one industry in the town I live in, is turning sugar beets into sugar. Well, I grew up in in the deep south where they did the same thing with sugarcane. Okay, and it never smelled such a terrible thing that can taste so good, but golly, driving by that factory when it's active, it's a sulfurous release, so it smells like rotten eggs all the time. I've always said because it's called grinding where I come from. The sugarcane season is called grinding season. And literally uh, all the towns, the town I grew up in, and whenever you go around any of the sugar mills, it, it smells like, and I guarantee you will do this out of reflex, it smells like you stepped in dog shit. Exactly. But it's like the worst dog shit smell. And you, you literally, you, you mentioned sulfur. I mean, sulfur smells like farts. Uh, if you, you know, you'll, you'll be somewhere in the vicinity of a sugar mill and you'll start looking under your feet to see if you stepped in some poop, but that's what it smells like. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, you, folks. It, well, no, and that's spot on. I, I can't tell you every time we drive by, I'm like double checking. Cause if I have my dog in the back seat, I'm like, did he just go to the bathroom in the back? Or is that the, the sugar plant? <laughs> Cause it's exactly what it smells like. It, and yeah. I would tell people if you're addicted to sugar, Come work at the plant. That'll kill that. You see that thing, and you're—I mean, to an extent, I'm—I live next to it, and it still hasn't dampened my desire for it. You know, kicking sodas is like dropping crack cocaine. Those things are so darn addictive. I've always, you know, I use that analogy all the time with sodas. I, I tell people if you had a choice between crack cocaine and uh, diet sodas, you'd be better off with the crack cocaine diet. You know, because it's it's really that bad for you. It really is. I don't know what the website was. I looked it up, and it was a rundown of the chemicals in, like, a Diet Coke. There wasn't one of them that was literally good for you. And I'm like, how the heck does this pass to be an edible food product from the government when there's nothing in there that's good for you? Well, you know, I I wonder that stuff all the time. Um, I started yelling about um, diet soft drinks in the 80s, and... I, I used to say back then, and again, there was no Google to go to. I'm, I'm a guy that, I'm a nerd, so I would go to a library and start looking through microfiche and try to find out stuff and investigate stuff, you know, because I'm that guy. I'm just a curious guy. And I, I would look and go, you know, phenylalanine? That can't be good. You know, that's, that's what's in diet soft drinks. And they have all this stuff. And every now and then you would see a study coming out from the government going, hey, fake sugar, you know, fake sweeteners, it'll cause cancer. You know, we're, we're producing cancer in rats. And it's like, well, there we go, you know. But it was still in soft drinks. And when you're Coca-Cola and you can pay off politicians and do whatever, you know, they just keep the ball rolling. Sure. But I was yelling about that back in the 80s. And people were like, 
Yeah, yeah, there's no calories in a Diet Coke. And I would go, when was the last time you saw a skinny person drinking one? <laughs> Apparently, it's not working. You know, But nobody looks at that. They, they just look at, oh, well, it says no calorie. And I saw a commercial, and there was some hot people roller skating down the street, sipping a Diet Coke. Therefore, it's got to be good for you. Well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> not from where I'm standing, it doesn't seem so good. I've heard so many discussions you've had on this, and I could go off, and it's just, I want to save a lot for later because you got two things I want to touch on. I don't drink coffee. I've never cared for the taste of it, but everybody I know either drinks just the straight coffee or the, you know, they want to hit Starbucks, which is really just sugar with a little bit of coffee. One of the things you did is, is you started something called a pure coffee club. And what is the benefits of having coffee for somebody when tied into the NSNG? Well, coffee doesn't just plant the NSNG. Coffee you know, that's another one of those things. Back in the 80s, um, one week you would see, coffee will kill you by noon tomorrow. And then the next study, having coffee every day will save your life. And that, you know, that's been going back and forth forever. I, I Maybe even back in the 70s, they were doing it too. And I again, curiosity, I would go, okay, wait, if you take water out of the picture, coffee is the number two consumed beverage in the world. Most people would think it's tea, but it's not. It's coffee. It's like, if it's so bad for you, you know, why is everyone drinking it? Uh, you know, is it like cigarettes where it's addictive? You know, well, caffeine could be addictive, you know, but there was no real science on that. And so I started looking into it and everything I could find on coffee pointed to it, not only not being bad for your health, but I would, even back in the eighties, again, I was a little ahead of my time on this. I was calling it a health food drink. It's like, no, this is actually good for your health. Right. And everybody's like, how can it be good for your health? It's like, just go read. I mean, there's no studies that actually show that coffee is bad for your health. So by dent, it has to be good for your health. And, uh, you know, and, and as it turns out, because Google allows you to study things a lot quicker, right? It turns out coffee is very good for your health. And, you know, there's properties in coffee that can reverse a lot of things. And it's not the caffeine that does it. It's all these other flavonoids and everything else. So, you know, it's just a very healthy beverage. Now, when people talk superfoods, you're talking coffee. Now, I get it. Some people, yeah, some people, you know, doctor like, oh, you'll get high blood pressure. Well, that's never been proven out from coffee. If you have high blood pressure, coffee might not help you. Uh, so in that case, maybe you don't want coffee. Um, you know, coffee has been known to, to be a healthy drink. And me being a fan of coffee and somewhat of a connoisseur, uh, at some point, you know, I started messing around with green beans and trying to figure out how to roast myself. And, and I came up with a few different roasts that I like with a certain bean here and there. And next thing you know, I own a coffee company. <laughs> so I, I, I just made that sound very simple. Folks, do not try to go and own a coffee company. It's not that easy. And it's a lot of headaches, and a lot of heartaches, and a lot of money, and you can go broke doing it. Yeah, I, I put my passion into play and started purecoffeeclub.com from that, from just the passion of wanting to put out. And the four mentioned Starbucks, you know, was, when Starbucks started off in Seattle, they were a great coffee company. Now they're just a, a chain store, just like McDonald's, you know, selling nothing but crap. You know, something that started off good has now turned into, you know, just, I think they're the third biggest fast, fast food restaurant in America. Think about that. Like behind Taco Bell and maybe McDonald's or something. I can't remember. But they're a fast food restaurant. It's crazy, right? Yeah, they've got foods on the menu now along, and long lines. Everywhere you see them, they're, they're lined up. Now, with this Pure Coffee Club, 
this is subscription based or I can just buy the blend I like, correct? Yeah. Um, we, we offer it both ways. We have four blends, you know, not, not blends, but we have four, you know, we have the house is a blend. Uh, it's kind of a middle of the road coffee that, you know, you can have it for breakfast or it's good in the afternoon or it's great to take with you. You know, we have that one. Um, we have the honey process. Not many people were doing honey. As a matter of fact, you couldn't really find honey process. We started that. Now Trader Joe's is doing a honey process. So we, you know, I, I can't say we single-handedly introduced that to the United States, but it was something that I found in Costa Rica, loved it and started playing with it. And we put it out there. Now Trader Joe's is doing honey process. So, hmm. you know, they'll, they'll always say that, you know, whenever anyone's imitating you, it, you know, you've, you've done something special. So that's great. And then we have the athletic blend where I did something that everybody in the coffee business told me I was crazy to even try. I made a higher caffeine coffee for people who are athletic. You know, these people want to drink these red bowls and all this stuff. And stuff is just not good for you, right? Uh, Red Bull is just an abomination. So I went, okay, well, people want to feel sparked up. Let me make a coffee with higher caffeine. Therefore, I had to use, I I mixed Arabica beans with Robusta to come up with a blend. So you still get the great taste of a really fine Arabica bean mixed with a lower-grade bean, but I got the best version of that lower-grade bean that was highly caffeinated to come up with a roast. And it turns out that's one of the best-selling coffees we have. The one that everyone told me, you're, you're an idiot. You're going to lose money on that. And it's one of the best sellers. Yeah, you know, we have that. And then just recently, you know, I started finding these uh, coffees from around the world where I could get them in small lots. And I couldn't get them in big enough lots to, like, keep them on the schedule. So I started thinking, how can I get this out to the customers that love my product? So we're doing what's called Coffee of the Month, and it's called the Explorer Series. So right now we have one out. It literally, the bean is so fresh and so ripe, and it's from Ethiopia. It has tones of blueberry. It, it almost tastes like you, you're drinking a blueberry pie. You know, it's got that kind of aroma to it and uh, that, that kind of tongue feel on it. You know, people are going, you got to keep this in your, your repertoire. I'm like, eh. I might be able to keep, you know, I might be able to go, six weeks instead of a month on it because I was able to get another couple of pounds, but that's, that's about as far as we could go, you know, and then we'll have another Explorer coming out. I, I just signed off on another one. I just got the real strike. And um, so, yeah, full, kind of a full-time job there, I guess. So if somebody sees that Explorer series and wants to try it, they're best to order it sooner rather than later. Yeah. When you, when you see it, get it because don't go, oh, I'll, I'll try it next month or whatever. If you, if you see it in, in, in my lineup, grab it because it's gone. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I think we sell it in 10 ounce. I, I have it on my counter. I'm going to walk into my kitchen and tell you. But I think we sell it in 10 ounce bags because we wanted everyone to get a shot at it. 12 ounce bags is how we sell it because we wanted everyone to get a shot of it and not just and the only way we could do that is by selling a small and by the way it cost me a lot more because these are beans that are impossible to get and so there is a two dollar upcharge per bag no one seems to mind because we're still way below what that price should be on on something of that ilk 
I'm not again. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm looking. I do know what coffee runs because I walk by it in the grocery stores. And I, I'm. It looks like you're selling beans, or are these already ground up, or both? The Explorer only comes in a bean because anyone who's drinking coffee at that level, they they want to grind when they're right when they're gonna you know pour hot water over it. Everything else comes, you can get it whole bean or ground. At one time, we kept the um, honey process only whole bean, but people were begging for it ground. So I acquiesced and went, okay, you lose this one, mess, I'll, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> so, okay, so it's not, and that means for people that use something like a Keurig or one of those machines, they're going to have to get their own little pots to put the, the grounds in to then go ahead and make it or have a traditional coffee pot. Yeah, and a lot of people, we have a lot of fans uh, of the coffee that use the Keurig. And I even did a little video at one time. I don't know how many people, maybe only a couple of thousand people have seen that video. But I show exactly how, you you know, which grind you should use. Uh, if you use our already ground coffee, it works great, the Keurig, by putting it in a little auxiliary, you know, cap filler thing. But yeah, our, our our coffee does well with that. I tell people don't underwater it. Put enough water or play around with the water, and that's how you can figure out how much you can do. So you might have to do two curd capfuls to get it the way you like it, or sometimes just one if you like it more watery. But th- that's to everyone's. That's to everyone's. You know how they like things. So coffee is not only going to not hurt somebody with generally AS or any type of condition, but you actually consider one of the better drinks out there for somebody to to ingest. There are a few foods that I would suggest that anybody with an autoimmune type disease should have. In order of importance, I would say pure olive oil every day. And if you don't have a salad to put it on, drink it. And I'm talking drink it by the ounces. Like drink, have a little little shot glass or something. And I always say if you if, if you put a, a couple of little sprinkles of salt in there, just pinch of salt with your fingers and just mix it in your olive oil. It'll float to the bottom, but you can kind of stir it up. Uh, drink it like that. Make sure it's pure. Even though in the grocery store it can say extra virgin first press, olive hasn't even really noticed the, the oil missing yet. It doesn't mean that it's pure. You know, you got to really, you got to go on the internet, you got to study the stuff. But that's one thing you should always do. Uh, another thing you should look into is fish oil. Uh, there are a lot of brands out there, a lot of companies sell fish oils. Find the best one for you. The one I, I've used for years and has been consistent is uh, I use a brand called Carlson's. I have no connection to that company. I'm just mentioning the one I use. Uh, sometimes I get the cod liver oil and sometimes I get the salmon oil, but I just kind of switch back and forth. And you just drink those? Yeah, yeah, I just put that on a spoon and go down with it, sometimes twice a day. There are some studies out there that show that olive oil is even more important than uh, fish oil when it comes to you know inflammation and autoimmune disease and so on and so forth. And by the way, none of this stuff is a miracle drug. This is something you should do day in and day out and never miss. If you are low in vitamin D, D is in dog, you know, and a simple blood test can show that. A lot of people are low. That should be up to snuff, along with vitamin K. And within K, you want to take K1 and K2. And under K2, you want to take 
MK4 and MK7. You know, you can find all that stuff. MK4 and MK7 is metaquinone 4 and metaquinone 7. So all of that stuff is important if you have, even if you don't have an autoimmune disease, all of that stuff is important. But especially if you have an autoimmune disease, uh, those things should be in your diet every day. And, and, you know, it's funny because a lot of doctors don't even check for that. Doctors who work with people who have those types of uh, diseases. It's just amazing uh, how that works. Does a lot of this carried in the Pure Vitamin Club that you are dealing with where I could say the vitamin K, um, I, I need that, or the the vitamin D? Uh, vitamin D is one that I'm always low in. Yeah, um, purevitaminclub.com, you know, it's kind of like the coffees. You know, I set out to make vitamins that didn't exist. My vitamin D uh, has 2,000 IUs of, of D within, you know, D3, and pretty much everyone is using D3 now, and that's the best form of D3, uh, of D. The other thing you want to look for, you know, we do have MK4 and MK7 inside of our K2, and we also have K1. Most people just put K2 because they found out that that was a better form. But we put K1 and K2 because they both have their own properties. And under K2, we use the metaquinone 4 and metaquinone 7, which almost not everyone, but virtually no one uses that. I think there might be another one or two companies that use it. The reason they don't is because it's very, very expensive. As a matter of fact, we barely make any money on our vitamin D because in order to come in at a price, you have to keep it at a certain price, and we spend a lot of money to make it. But my commitment has always been to make the best product available and then try to get it to people at the best possible price. So so what? I'll lose money on that one. I'll make it up on the other ones. I didn't even realize that the vitamin D that you offer, the D3, had the K vitamins you were talking about. I was that, I was looking for a K vitamin, and then I went back and said, oh, wait, he's already got it mixed in with the D which is which is fantastic from a person my standpoint where I only have to take one pill you know you know and not be heavily burdened with them but I see the combo pack so I need to dig in a little bit harder on this because I think for myself I'm not a huge vegetable fan I like them but I I don't love them and so right. I know I don't eat enough of them and so I know I'm lacking in some of that stuff I know we've gone off kind of a little bit everywhere with the NSNG and for the listeners one thing we're going to have is links to his website, as well as all the ancillary pieces, the Instagram, the Twitter. Vinny, people can actually hire you if they have more complex cases and do phone consultations, if I understood right. Yeah, you know, I, I do. People, <laughs> my accountant is the one that's always said to me, it's like, he's like, why, why do you do these consults? This is my accountant. He he has, and I'm like, because I like talking to people, I like helping people. And he goes, you realize that it's not really cost effective for you to do these consults, right? And I'm like, I know. And he goes, yeah, you know, opportunity cost. And, you, you know, by the time you pay Uncle Sam half of it, and then, you know, you're on the phone, that's an hour where you could be doing something where you can make money. He goes, why, why are you doing it? I said, because it's the only time I get to really coach anymore. And that that's, at the end of the day, I'm still a coach, you know, and that's what I like to do. So, yeah, I like doing those. I think it's fantastic. And, again, I'll have a link. Vinny has his own Amazon store. So all these things we were talking about and more, lots and lots more, um, are available through his Amazon store that I'll have a, a link to. So, you know, we didn't even touch on stuff like types of butters to use and all that stuff that's covered in the books. So 
I, I can't encourage people enough to go out, order the book through Amazon. You know, it's, it's well worth it, whether you get on the Kindle or the, the printed kind. And again, Vinny, I really, I thank you for your time. I, I want to be respectful of your time. And I, I really appreciate uh, what you've given my listeners. This should uh, really set some folks on a, a right path. Well, I appreciate you having me on. And, and you know, I, I'll tell you, I'd love to come back on again sometime soon. And, you know, once you get down the road a bit, a lot of people hear these podcasts and they'll, they might start asking you questions. Hey, why don't you ask any of this or that or, or any of you guys? So I always, if you listen to my show over the years, I've had a lot of, I've had, you know, Gary Taub's on three or four times. I've had Nina Taisho's on three or four times because people keep writing to me going, uh, well, can you have this guest back? You know, and say, like, sure. Yeah. It's all about helping each other and everyone. So absolutely. You know, I'll always have people back. Yeah. I'd like to see if I can't get some listeners together where we do this all together as a support group and then get you on and, and report how we've done and, weight loss and how it's felt there's always different opportunities and i i really again appreciate your time well thanks for having me man this is you know i always say it always goes by way too quick again i've listened to you for over a year now the the time you've given myself and my listeners has been invaluable I, i appreciate it so we may be talking again very soon sounds good sir you have a wonderful evening you got it brother bye bye bye